Hey, what's up guys? Thank you for joining me today for this video. My name is Dr. Tom LeHue and I'm filming today on my iPad so it might look a little different than normal, but it's the, still the same old to me. Okay. All right. So in the description below is a link to my website, tomlehue.com, where you can book Enneagram coaching appointments or Enneagram relationship coaching appointments, whatever I can do to help you. You can access my website there. And also there is a uh, link at the top of my website for our certificate programs. If you're interested in becoming an Enneagram coach and you want to learn the basics of, you know, how to help people get unstuck in life and get back on a healthier path, I'd love for you to consider going through the Enneagram coaching certificate program or the Enneagram relationship coaching program or the new Enneagram uh, and Christian life program. So Find a program. We'd love for you to be to, to jump into one of those and study with us. Also, um, thanks to my patrons. I really appreciate your continued support for the channel. Today, I want to talk to you about this word enough and when is enough enough. Now, this is a subject that is very dear to my heart as a seven. And when I realized and learned that the sin of the seven is gluttony, at first that didn't make sense to me. But then as I began to really sit with that and think about it, I saw many places in my life where gluttony has been an issue or gluttony has been a problem. And so I want to talk to you about that, that perspective, but I want to expand your thinking a little bit and and take this idea of when is enough enough, um, or you might say enoughism, uh, when is enough enough for each of us? It's not just a problem for sevens, okay? I think that sevens are the most obvious of not knowing when they've had enough and wanting more and thinking something outside themselves is necessary in order to be happy. But I think it's a, it's a challenge for all of us um, to, to know when, when there is enough in different ways. And I want to, I want to kind of walk through those and I don't know that I'm going to go around the dial and talk about enough for eights or enough for nines or enough for ones, but I just kind of want to expand uh, the thinking of of this concept for all of us. And let's say, for example, the obvious seven, and I want to talk more about that at the end of the video. If you're not a seven, don't panic. This is not about sevens. It's about all the types. But I want to focus in on my own struggle with enough uh, at the end of this video or the last half of this video. The first half, I just want to talk about how enough is a problem for all of us. Wanting something more, wanting something different, wanting things to work out differently than they have, I think that's an issue for all of us. Like, for example, let's take the one, for example, um, you know, who wants things to be perfect. Okay, well, when is good enough good enough? I mean, what if things can't be perfect? What if things, the other people in your life thwart that goal and you never get to perfect? Can you be content with you did your best? Can you be content with not everybody showed up for the work day, but enough people did that we were able to get the job done? Why do I still feel frustrated and upset with those that didn't? You know, we could have had 30 people here helping and instead we only had seven of us. It's not like the old days and uh, so, yeah, but did we have enough? Um, did you do the best you could do? Did you do good enough? Most people tend to be satisfied with, I, I got it done, or I mostly got it done, or a lot of people came. Why does it have to be, you know, perfect? Why does my standard have to be so rigid and so high that 
that even though it's good enough, it's not really good enough. Or think about the four, for example, you know, that um, might feel might feel like the the event that they went to or the party that they threw or the environment that they're surrounded by or the relationship that they're in or the the home that they live in. It's just not enough. It, something's missing. Something's not, you know, uh, making this experience all that it should be. Yes, you proposed, but you didn't get down on your knee. Or yes, you, uh, we had a great time, but it ended too soon. Or I just want you to see that it's not just a problem for sevens. What about the nine, for example? Um, or even the five. I mean, I'm thinking about this idea of like, when do you know enough that you are ready to take action? You know, being content is great, but maybe you've gotten too content with your contentment. Maybe you need to be a little more discontent with how content you are. Like, it frustrates me that I I, I don't care. It frustrates me that I'm okay with the way things are. It frustrates me that I don't feel that drive for more or that push for more. And I, I'm getting discontent with how content I've been in life. Where a seven might need to really learn to become content or maybe a one with content with how well it was done. You know, there's a few other types that might need to learn to become a little more discontent and get engaged with life. Or let's say it this way. When will you know enough that you're ready to take action? Like the sixes, for example. When will you feel like you're supported enough? When will you feel like you have enough information that, well, I know enough that I know something needs to change. Something needs to be done. I need to take action. Oh, well, you know, maybe I just need to get a little more information. Maybe I should ask one more person what they think. Maybe I should just wait a little bit longer and see what happens and see how things turn out. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you've waited long enough and now the waiting needs to stop and action needs to start. So I just want you to see that like this idea of enough, it seems so easy for you guys that aren't sevens. Like when was enough enough? When, you know, how many, how many, um, you know, mountain bikes do you need? You can only ride one at a time. How many electric guitars do you need? You can only play one at a time. Oh my goodness, the seven, it's never enough. They get a boat ride, you know, and everybody's on the boat and then they want to rent a jet ski and then it's not enough to ride a jet ski. They want to put, you know, a, a waterproof Bluetooth speaker on there so that they can blast their music and then they go around the boat in circles and splash everybody. When is it enough? I got to get to every ride at Disney. There's 19 rides and I'm we're only on the third one and everybody's so slow. Oh my goodness, come on, we're missing out. And everybody can see that that seven is struggling with just being content with the way things are, being content with enough. I don't think it's as obvious for the rest of you types out there that you do also struggle with this idea of enough. Um, why isn't it, let's take, let's take the threes for example. Why isn't it enough for you to know what you've accomplished? Why does everybody need to know? I mean, if you've done something great, if you've finished an achievement or you finished an award or you accomplished something or you got the medal, the plaque, the trophy, the recognition. Why isn't it just enough for you to know that? Why does everybody else need to know? Um, why does it need to be publicized? Why do you need 
other people's approval, attention, applause? Or what if you're innate and uh, you think something is ridiculous? I don't know why they're making us do this. This is stupid. Okay, why isn't it enough for you to know you're right? Why does the other person need to know they're wrong? Or why do you need to prove your point, you five or eight or maybe a one? Why is it enough for you to just know, you know what? I know what happened. I know the thing, the way things really went down. I know what was said. It's enough for me to know. And, you know, they'll never understand because they weren't there. They weren't a part of the discussion. And I don't need to prove it to them. I don't need to prove it to them. I don't need to go after them. I don't need to hunt them down. I don't need to debate with them. It's enough for me to know the way things actually happen. And I don't need them to understand it, to believe the truth and submit to the reality of the way things actually are. I don't really need that. I can go on with life without having them beg for mercy or without having them admit the truth or without having them uh, admit they were wrong. But what about the two? Maybe your family loves you enough. Maybe the people in your life already love you enough. But it doesn't feel like they love me. If they really love me, then why, 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 why? Maybe they love you enough. Maybe you're loved enough. Maybe you're cared for enough. But it doesn't feel like enough. It feels like there's a problem. It feels like they don't really appreciate me. It feels like they don't really care about me. Maybe they care about you plenty. It's just being a two, you have the tendency to fear that you're unwanted or uncared for. And maybe... They don't need to love you any more than they do. You're loved enough. It just doesn't feel like it's enough. See, sevens aren't the only people that feel like they need something more. I think every type in their own way struggles with this. If I just had enough information, then I, then I would feel safe. I'd be able to make a decision. If I just had enough support, if I just uh, cared enough, you know, if it was important to me enough, eh, it doesn't really matter. Um, so I think all of us, you know, might have problems. There's more people I need to help. There's more people that I need to care about. There's more people that I need to, what if you care about enough people already? What if you have enough friends already? What if more friends would just become noise? It would just become white noise. It would just become redundant. Um, maybe you have enough connections, enough relationships. Maybe this, maybe we're communicating enough. Maybe we don't need to investigate anymore how we feel down deep within our souls. You must have some opinion about this. You must want to know yourself. You must want to dig in and really understand who you are. Now I'm pretty good with who I am right now. I feel like I know enough. Why do we want to dig any deeper into the core of our souls? We're just going to end up fighting. We're just going to end up com conflict. Maybe we've examined ourselves enough. Maybe we've uh, evaluated our environment enough. Maybe we've we own enough. Maybe we have enough support. Maybe we've done well enough. Maybe we could just relax. Maybe we could rest. There's the key word, right? Why can't we rest? Because if we had enough, we could just rest. We could just go, okay, whoo. That was difficult, but you know, we got it done and now we can rest. 
or I've been thinking about this, I've been worried about it, I've been anxious about it, but I feel like I, I've got enough information, I can make a decision, and now I'm going to make a decision, and I can rest now. I think all of us, to some degree or another, have problems with when is enough enough. You know, think about enough, that word enough, right? Wanting and needing are two different things. We all know this, right? I want something, but do I really need it? I want it, do I need it? When you have what you need, you have enough. You need food, water, shelter, clothing, you know, friendships, relationships, love, something to do, something to look forward to, uh, someone to love. And when you have all of those basic needs covered and, you know, you're doing something important with your life and you feel valuable about that, uh, you're self-actualized, let's say it that way. When you have everything you need, you have enough. Now, um, anything beyond that is a want. I, I have lunch. That's what I need. I would like little Debbie. Little Debbie. Little Debbie. You're calling to me. Little Debbie is not what I need. In fact, it's probably the opposite of what I need, right? Um, but what I want in the moment feels like a need. But it's not really a need. It's just what I want. If I have enough, then I have everything I need. So when is enough, everything that I need is supplied, when is enough, enough? Why do I feel like there's more that could be done? There's more that I could acquire. There's more that would make me happier. Just a little bit more. And it's not just sevens wanting more stuff. I think it's all of us at times this could be better. You know, I could know more. I could have more respect. I could accomplish more. I could push myself to the next limit. You know, I could be stronger. I could be healthier. Um, I could attain another diploma. More, more, more. And it's okay to accomplish more. I think it's great to accomplish more. It's just... Am I doing this because I care about what I'm doing? Or am I doing this because I'm addicted to more? Now, let's talk about the seven a little bit. And I'll give you some insight into my experience. Because I can speak about my experience authoritatively. And maybe you'll see some overlap with some sevens that you love. Or just you'll see some overlap in, in your own personality. Your own way of doing things. And maybe as I unpack... The chaos that is seven, um, it might help you learn to do a little deconstructing of your own personality. Okay, so let's let's talk about sevenness and this issue of enough. When I was a child, uh, first of all, let me say this: I didn't realize I was a glutton until I learned about the enneagram. And then, as I learned about the enneagram and I saw the sin of the seven is gluttony, I thought, "What? Are you kidding me?" I literally tell myself no all the time. I'm not a glutton. But then as I actually sat with the pain of that word and really began to like contemplate on it and deal with it, I realized, oh yes, I see gluttony everywhere now. All through my past, all through my childhood, through my middle school years, high school years, high, college years, young adult, all through my life, I see gluttony and I still see it rear its ugly head. I feel it, okay? 
So let me just go back and unpack the journey, right? So as a child, for example, you know, uh, we had toys and we play with toys, loved toys. We had the Fisher Price Adventure People sets. You know, this was like a camera crew set and then there was a jungle explorer set and there was like an airplane bush pilot set and then there's like a boating set. There's all these adventure people, you know, these people doing adventurous things, fun things. And they sold them as toy sets with like a tent and a guy and a lion and a boat. And then the next set would have, you know, a motorcycle and a guy with a helmet and, you know, ramps and stuff to jump over. And it was just fun stuff. And then I graduated on to the G.I. Joes. And this is in the early 80s. So it's the little action figures, like the little Star Wars figures. Had those too. And I'm watching the cartoons and I'm buying the toys. And what a disappointment it was later in life to realize that a lot of these cartoons were just big commercials. You know, G.I. Joe, Transformers, He-Man. These cartoons that we enjoyed were really just... Were just... Um, Places where they could introduce new characters and new tanks and new vehicles that you needed to rush down to the play world or to Toys R Us and you needed to buy this item so that you could finish out your set. And as a seven, man, I felt that. Like, if it, how can I, I sure, G.I. Joe's are fun, but how can I play with them when I don't have Snake Eyes? Ah, I got to go get Snake Eyes. I got to go get Sergeant Rock. I'm missing, I'm missing the, the all-terrain vehicle. I've got all the Cobra guys, but I'm missing. As a seven, as a child, let me look at the catalog. Let me look at the catalog. Let me look at the flyer. Let me look at all the stuff I'm missing. And all of the attention goes to the ones I'm missing, and we need to go get that. We need to go finish out that set. You know, how can we play with these toys that we have when we don't have all the ones that are in this catalog? And this graduated with me in life. After toys, you know, it went to other things. Like, for example, in the early 2000s, iTunes. Um, you know, I love music. And when I was a teenager, I had lots of tapes and then lots of CDs. And in the 90s, I had shelves and bookcases filled with CDs, you know, because they would fit in these little, like, photo albums made for CDs. Um, it's funny that we have to explain these things to you kids that were born in the 90s and beyond. But anyway, so we had all these CDs and I would listen to this music and I loved music. And, you know, I'm a seven. I love music. And but the problem is, is you start collecting it. And long before Amazon Music and Spotify and iTunes Radio or whatever it's called, you had to buy the music. So I would go to iTunes almost every day, several times during the day. And I would think, wow, I don't have that album. You know, if I'm really going to be a ZZ Top fan, if I'm really going to be a Van Halen fan, if I'm really going to be call myself a Beatles fan, I need to have that album. I mean, I'm missing that album. I could be listening to that album. And so I need to purchase that. And look, it's on sale for $5.99. I mean, instead of $8.99, like it usually is. Look at justifying justifying that this is something that's really going to last. This is something I really need. This is something that I need to get. And so you end up with 20,000 songs on your, on your iPod. And everybody said, what's an iPod? But, you know, you end up with 22,000 or something songs on your iPod, more than you would ever be able to enjoy, more than you would ever be able to listen to. And everybody that's a seven understands this. They're like, why do you need 
everything. Why do you need all of it? Because it's pulling me. It's as if the ground is sloped downhill and the things that have gotten my attention are at the bottom of that hill and everything within me is being dragged, you know, to go get that. I need to go get that. I need to attain that. I need to have that. I need those books. Hey, this guy's selling his library of books and I can get six crates, boxes of them for a very low price. And then books, records, CDs, iTunes, software, it never ends. Do you remember when Ariel, who's a little seven, you know, remember at the beginning of the movie when she's in her grotto, she's surrounded by all these things that she had to have, all these things that promised to make her happy. And if I just had all of these little items from the other world, then I could be truly happy. Well, she's surrounded by it all, but she's not happy. There's still something missing. It's not enough. And there's that sevenness, right? And so I remember looking at these boxes filled with comic books I had collected. Boxes filled with stamp collections. Boxes filled with CDs and with records. And I had records for a while. And not only was it enough to have them on iTunes. Oh, it'd be cool to get vintage records. And I need to go and collect all these records and get all... And what you start to realize is... I don't care about any of this stuff. I care about the adventure. I care about going out and acquiring it. You know, because when you have comic books and you have series, you have 101, 102, 103, 105. Wait, where's 104? I don't have 104. I need to go figure out where's 104. I need to go to this, go across town to the comic book store. Do you guys have 104? You don't have it? Okay, I'm going to go across to another city for a $3 comic book because I'm missing that one. I'm missing it. And see, you start to realize it's not the comic book you're missing. Um, you might look about it in this way. If I wasn't rushing around collecting things, getting stuff, acquiring things, going on adventures, what would I be doing? I guess I'd be sitting here being bored and that feels terrible. I can't sit here and be bored. You know, seven is a fear type, fear of missing out, fear of boredom. What would I be doing if I wasn't going after this thing that I need? If I wasn't learning and doing research on mountain bikes and what's the best kind of mountain bike? And I need to go to the store and I need to check them out and look at all the different details about mountain bikes or coffee. Insert the item. It doesn't matter. It's not about the item. It's about the process. We are addicted to the acquiring, to the to the excitement of it all. And then we look around one day like Ariel at the grotto and we're like, I don't even care about this stuff. Like comic books, really? How did I get all this? I've got a wall filled with them. Ah, sell them on eBay, get rid of them. Because it was never about the items it was about what would I be doing if I wasn't doing this? I'd be sitting here doing nothing. I'd be bored. I would, I, I would go crazy. I would fall into a pit of darkness, of outer darkness, of bleakness. And so I need something outside of myself. And for right now, the focus of the attention is comic books. When I was a teenager, my mom would give me lunch money to go to school, you know, on Monday. And it wasn't much. It was like 12 bucks or something for the whole week. I mean, it's school lunches. They don't cost that much. Monday morning... Before school starts, there was a gas station next to the school. And the gas station had surfing magazines. 
and skateboard magazines and rock and roll magazines. Metal Edge, yeah! Now, I didn't really want to read these things. I'm a seven. I didn't really want to read these things as a teenager, but buying them felt fantastic. Buying them and cutting out the pictures and putting pictures of surfing and skating and Ozzy and Van Halen on my walls and Kiss. Man, that was something. You know, you can justify this. Lunches, I mean, where do lunches go? You eat them and then they're gone. What's the point of that? It's Monday morning. Magazines, you know, now that's something that lasts. That's something that you can keep. Why would you spend your money on something that you need when there's something right here I want? Why would I save my money for something as boring and as dull as a lunch that at the end of the week it's gone? But the magazine, you know, that's something that that's something that lasts. And sevens are great at rationalizing what they want as though it's the best idea, the best value, or something that's really going to last. Or it's for the kids. I mean, after all, it's for the kids. And so, you know, we need to get the passes for the theme park because it's for the kids, for them, you know. And so we rationalize what we want. What we don't realize is the ground is tipped this way. So we, we almost can't help ourselves. We're an assertive type, meaning we go after what we want. We have to tell ourselves, do I really need this? Do I need this? Ooh, that is so painful. Why do I feel like I want this? What is it I'm really after? Maybe peace and rest? Because if I get that thing, then I don't have to I don't have to stress out about not having it anymore and I can rest for a second. What is it I really want? You know? I think I have to tell myself this one's a hard one. Okay, I have to tell myself, hey, Tom, I have to have conversations with myself. As you get deeper and deeper into this and you start deconstructing your personality, um, you might start to find yourself having conversations with yourself. Okay, just a warning, just a warning. All right, so I might have a conversation with myself at times like this when I'm feeling that line to one, I'm feeling rigid in my thinking and frustrated that it can't be better and frustrated that I don't have that thing and I need to go get that and... I have to sometimes ask myself, when we're going through Disney World and the family's being too slow or they're arguing, and I'm like, come on, guys, we need to get to every ride. Why are you guys slow and complaining and bringing gray clouds with you? It should be sunshine and happiness, and let's go. Come on. There's so much more in the funnest place on Earth. Let's go. Let's have fun. And I start to get frustrated because... People are hindering the fun. I get frustrated because we can't do all the things. I get frustrated because I only have five and there's a sixth one for sale. Sometimes I have to have this conversation with myself. Hey, Tom, do you have a general sense of well-being right now? Meaning, are you in pain? Is somebody throwing darts at you? Are you sick? Are you with... Are you without food, shelter, clothing? Are there people around you that are trying to love you? Okay, so all your needs are met, right? So you have enough. Do you have a general sense of well-being? And I have to tell myself, yeah. I mean, I suppose. I, I think I have a general sense of well-being. Okay, well, you're happy then. 
you're happy. If you have a general sense of well-being, that's what other people would consider being happy. And that realization dawns on me, you know, that as a seven, we tend to think if we're not excited, if we're not enthusiastic, if we're not excited, then we're not really happy. This is boring. This is lame. This is, uh, come on, guys. And we confuse enthusiasm and excitement for happiness. It's very exciting to get that one action figure you're missing. It's very exciting to, oh, they have a new magazine that I don't have. That's exciting to spend your money, to feel like you've got power to buy something, to add something, to bring it home. To You know, it's that same excitement that imagine, you know, 100 years ago when we were living in log cabins and we went out and shot a deer or a, or a turkey or something and brought that home and said, hey, look what I got. You know, look what Junior got. He shot his first deer. All right, well, it, you know, it's that same enthusiasm, that same rush, that same adrenaline excitement. I got something. Like Christmas. And if you live with a seven, they're kind of frustrated that it's not Christmas every day. But even Christmas sometimes isn't Christmas. You know what I'm saying? What if things don't go the way you want them to? What if you don't get everything that you're after? What if you don't get what you wanted? Can you still be happy, you know? Can you still be okay with, with life as it is? Can you still be present to life? So Ariel is there in her grotto. I don't have... I want to be up there on their side, on the other side of the, the water. I want to be on the other side. This is terrible down here. Ariel's, Ariel's surrounded by people that think she's fantastic. She's literally supposed to be the star of the show. Remember? Ammonia, Petunia, Gladiola, and the best of all is Ariel. I mean, all of her sisters, whatever, there's like a hundred of them, they're all singing her praises of how wonderful she is, and she's supposed to be the star of the show, and she's not even there. She has the best friend a person could have, Flounder, a six-wing seven. She's got Sebastian, a one, who's there to, you know, keep her in line and make sure she's safe and take care of her, and she's got friends, she's got all of these things she's acquired and she has people that are literally singing her praises and she's not happy. Why? Because she needs something she doesn't have. When is enough enough? And so now I say, hmm, what is this minimalism thing? Hmm. And if I'm not careful as a seven, I can start obsessing on becoming a minimalist. And it's the same pattern Regardless of the activity, regardless of the items, whether it's knowledge and books, information, or whether it's actual items like electric guitars and mountain bikes or, or comic books and magazines or records or iTunes or Bible software. Um, it's just, I, what, here's the point. Many points, but here's another point. It's not really about the stuff. It's about the process. That's what sevens need to wake up to that I'm addicted to this process of something's out there, I need to learn about it, I need to go get it, and I need to acquire it, put it on the shelf, and enjoy it, and then the next, and then the next, and then the next. It's the process. And the same thing could be said maybe of threes, you know, um, when they realize they don't really care about the company they work for, they care about moving up the ladder. They don't necessarily even use the products of the company they work for, 
they care about the promotion and getting ahead and the adrenaline rush of pushing themselves and overcoming a challenge and accomplishing something and bettering themselves and improving their worth and value and being better today than I was yesterday. And it's like, but all these things that you're doing, is this what you're passionate about? I mean, I see you've just entered a bicycle race. You love biking or you love pushing yourself and pushing your limits and achieving and watch me, watch me. What is this that you love? The biking? And I think when we become aware of that, there's a process sometimes that we're addicted to. Um, then we start deconstructing and we say, why do I do this? Is this pattern that I'm in really giving me the best life I could be living? Or is it sometimes getting in the way of that goal and confounding my life with stuff that is just jamming up? Am I, am I using my resources, money, time, energy for things that don't really satisfy? What would I be doing if I wasn't signing up for another class? What would I be doing if I wasn't uh, going on a hike? What would I be doing if I wasn't going to the store to check out that new item? What would I be doing? What would I be spending my money on? There may be other things in life that are more rewarding than what I feel compelled and impulsed to do. Because if I stated my goals out loud, you know, to be relatively at peace, to live a life of joy, to stay connected to my family, to love my wife, to have a great marriage, to have a great home... I have to then ask, is running downhill toward this thing that I've got to have right now, is that really going to help those goals? Sneaking off and purchasing more stuff, using money that could be used for other more necessary things just to purchase stuff so I don't feel anxious and put it on the shelf, is that really going to bring about the best life for me? What if I, what if enough was enough? What if I already had everything I needed? How differently would I live my life? How different would my story go if I didn't need so many unnecessary things? And what if I could actually want what I have? This is hard stuff for sevens. Um, but I, I hope that it provokes you to think about your own personality type. Like, what would it look like to challenge yourself? Like, maybe I do know enough. I need to start taking action. Or maybe I have enough support. Why do I feel like I need to talk this out with another person? If I could just get alone for a second, I kind of think I know what needs to be done. I kind of think I know what needs to be said. Why do I keep doubting myself? Why do I feel like I need another course on network marketing before I start this business? What's keeping me from just doing that thing that needs to be done? Why am I hesitating? Why can't I just accept people as they are? Why can't I just feel great about a job that's done, even if it could have been done better? 
Why can't I just relish in the fact that we showed up, we did it, it wasn't perfect, but it's good enough. It's good enough. Why is there this continual sense of lack, a continual sense that more could have been done, more could be known, more could be acquired, more love could be received? Have I become discontent? Have I become so content uh, that I need to challenge myself? Okay, well, I think I've said everything I need to say about that topic. And it's not anything I think I'm going to 100% master in my life because uh, even though I know all the stuff I know, I still feel myself being pulled toward, you need to watch another video about this item you want. You need to go to the store and look at it and, and maybe think about buying that thing. Then you'll be happy. Ah, sevens. We bring the very thing that we seek, happiness. When sevens are not doing well, they're chasing after whatever they think will make them happy. Whatever it takes to get it, to do that thing. And then when they can't, oh, they're frustrated. They suck all the happiness out of the room, right? But sevens, when they're doing really well, they don't, they don't have a want for anything. They realize they have everything they need. And guess what they bring? Happiness, joy, excitement, enthusiasm. We all bring the very thing we seek in life. So go out into the world and bring goodness, bring love, bring uh, effectiveness, bring creativity and understanding, bring knowledge and the quest for understanding uh, of more of new information and more information. Bring the security and the assurance, you guardians. Bring the happiness and the joy. Bring the justice and the truth. Bring peace, comfort, tranquility, and harmony. I'll see you guys next time. Be present to life.